You're listening to the AISTS Master of Sports Administration podcast, created by Dr. Boris Gojanovich as part of the program Sports Medicine Module. In this series, we attempt to discover, understand, and debate the important issues in the world of sports medicine. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to this special show. Remember, your call, your experience, our answers. Today, we have a focus on amateur sports and injuries that can happen during competition. We have now online Pierre-Adrien, who played a football game last Sunday. Hi, Pierre. How are you? Hi, Karim. Feel good, thank you, as we won the derby. But something is going wrong. Can I tell you what it is? Sure. I'm here to try to help you. Thanks. Appreciated. So, there's a situation. I play as a forward for my amateur team in Lausanne. We had this huge derby last Sunday. Everything went fine for me until the last 15 minutes. I tried to make a header to score a goal, and the goalkeeper just punched my face with his fist. I landed well, but a few seconds after, I felt dizzy and was unable to walk. And without being able to choose, I just fell on my knees and stopped moving. Doesn't sound really good. Right. Coach came to me just after the ball was kicked out, gave me some water and helped me to reach the sideline. So you got substituted? Well, technically no. I just took three minutes to recover. And as we tried to score the winning goal, I came back on the pitch, but I didn't felt really strong and focused. A bit lost, if I can say. The coach let me do anyway. What happened after? I played the last ten minutes. We won eventually, but I was not in the best shape ever. And how did you felt after the end of the game? Well, I just came home, had some food, watched a movie, and unfortunately got some troubles to fall asleep. I still have a headache and issues to focus right now, and that's not really helpful at work. Do you know what you can have? No, I have no idea. It's a punch right in the face, really powerful, but you know, that can happen when you play football. This is no big deal. Let me tell you something. This is not the first time I hear someone describing these symptoms. Looks like you could suffer of a concussion. A concussion? Yes. Let's hear the definition mentioned by my colleagues after and motor weeks earlier in a previous show. A concussion is basically your head gets banged up so hard that your brain inside your head shakes and hits your skull, and this alters how your brain functions. I remember when I had my concussion, I didn't pass out, but I basically wasn't able to think properly. I was dizzy, and I, was, uh, I wasn't able to play so my performance quickly deteriorated. Doesn't it sound familiar to you, Pierre? Well, I admit this is kind of the feelings I had. But the problem is that neither my coach and myself knew that was this injury. So I just get back on the field when I felt a bit better. That was a bad decision. Can you tell me why? Have you ever heard about Kramer in the final of 2014 World Cup? Well, I know this player, but what happened in details? This athlete is a German national team player and got hit on the head during the final in 2014. He got checked by the doctor on the sideline and eventually went back to the pitch and still performed well, but has finally to be substituted 10 minutes after asking the referee if it was the final of the World Cup. He didn't remember he played the first half. That's incredible. How can you forget this kind of information? This is one of the main symptoms of the concussion. 
but more than this, month after, in a German TV show, some teammates make fun of him, exaggerating, saying that he wanted to play goalkeeper, ask the referee to sweep the jerseys, congratulates one of his teammates for the win during the 1974 World Cup. To sum up, he behaved like he was lost, being completely irrational, and the teammates thought it was good to make fun of him. But he's a professional. How can you apply that to my particular case? The thing is, whatever you are a professional or an amateur, people are not sufficiently aware of the issue. And when a case appears, either you don't detect it or think it's okay, or you even can make fun of it. It was the case with Kramer and his teammate. They didn't understand the danger of what happened. Fair enough, and seems to be quite of a big issue. Can you describe some consequences of suffering a concussion? I will not be comprehensive, but you have physical symptoms, such as dizziness, problems with balance, nausea, sensitivity to noise and light, headache or low energy. You have mental symptoms, such as difficulty to remember, inability to concentrate, trouble to pay attention, loss of focus. You can also have sleep symptoms, such as you sleep more or less than usual, or if you can't fall asleep. And finally, emotional symptoms, such as being easily angry or upset, nervous or anxious, sad. If you cry more than usual, or if you are stressed, as you can see, there are many ways to identify a concussion. I understand the point, but you can also have these symptoms for other problems. Definitely. So, is there a way to identify properly concussions and help every amateur players and staff to be aware of this issue and making sure it will be seriously treated? A lot of big sports organizations are using two tests named Skate 3 and Impact. Those tests are used to detect if an athlete suffers of a concussion after get hit. To make it simple, you have a battery of tests to perform from just after the suspicion to seven days after. And if you fail to one test, you have to start from zero. The logic would be to put off any player out from 10 to 14 days as the brain may suffer severe damages. Don't tell me everyone is using that. I heard a lot of stories in the media about players who came back on the pitch right after the hit or just a few days after. You're right, and this is a big issue. The professionals must show the example. As you probably know, that a huge number of ice hockey, American football, wrestling athletes died because of symptoms of concussion. Acting like Kramer's teammate isn't helping the cause at all. Yeah, agree, and this is awful. And do you have any idea how to implement these kind of tests at any level? How to protect amateurs and make them more aware of the problem. I have some, and you? Yes, I could say, for example, that you could force the referees, by the rules of the game, to sub a player with suspicious and let him take the time on the sideline to take the first analysis. It would be possible, but do you think every referee will really perform the tests? And more than this, be able to judge uh, properly every case? Fair enough. I think the main problem is that we don't know generally how to identify and speak about this issue. 
This is why my main idea would be to develop prevention by every mean. If I can be sarcastic, if you suffer a fracture, it's clear, visible, and quickly fixable. If you suffer a concussion, you could wait 48 hours before having symptoms, and more important, you can't think the brain. This is why if you get hit once, you have to be incredibly careful, because if you are hit a second time while the brain isn't healed, the damages will be way more important and the consequence dramatic. So would it be possible to quit a law? I mean, if you don't act properly and put an athlete back on the field without caring about the consequences, it's basically your fault if it gets worse. Part true, I would rather prevent and give tools to staff and athletes, whatever the level of performance, than punishing by law. But we can imagine it. Well, Pierre, we are running late. Thanks for talking about what happened to you, and I hope which one of you, dear listeners, will be more aware about this concussion issue and act as it was you, the victim of this major issue in sport. We will back after the break. Thanks for listening. If you've got questions or comments, share them directly on this track on the AISTS MSA SoundCloud page or visit us at www.aists.org.